Angela seems pissed, but I don't understand why, girl. You've been mean to everybody all season long. So yeah. how are you going to be upset about not being? First of all, you weren't invited to the wedding. Let's, I know. Let's you got disinvited. It. Let's talk about this. Well, hit us with your thoughts. Please go talk. I'm becoming a Hannah fan. Okay. We I'm have becoming a Hannah fan. The corner. Let's talk about this, y'all. Welcome to Boy Meets Bravo, your new favorite weekly Bravo TV recap podcast with a twist. We are two Bravo-holics just trying to make it nice and show a formerly unwilling participant why Bravo TV is gone with the wind fabulous. I'm Bree. And I'm LP. And this is Boy Meets Bravo. Episode 12. Yay! <laughs> There's always like a bit of a pause. It's me being very excited and waiting for everyone to be as excited <laughs> with me. Are you? Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, for those of you who are here for the first time, welcome to Boy Meets Bravo. We are recapping all of the Bravo TV things, but it's a little bit different than your everyday recap podcast because my husband, Desmond, is being slowly um, indoctrinated, dragged into the Bravo TV fold. He's becoming, as he loves to hear it, a house husband. So uh, that's where we are this week. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, 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 beautiful people. <laughs> Shout out to Gear Casey. Oh, yes. How is everybody doing this week? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I um in non-related Bravo, unrelated to Bravo, but to the NBC Universal family and something I know you both love. I finally watched the episode where Detective Stabler Stabler came back. He returns. And I tell you what. Mm. <laughs> Looking good, isn't it? Just like a fine wine. Yeah. It's wonderful. I was thrilled. I haven't watched any of the organized crime stuff yet, but I was excited to feast my eyes on him again. Dare I say it's better than SVU? It's stop. Oh it's I'm really good. I gotta say, I saw an SVU, like, uh, it may be running its course. Like, some of the details just aren't being paid attention to. Yeah. First of all, first of all, I love Finn, but he was wearing a Gucci jacket. Love it. In the last love it. Episode. Love it. I was like, what New York City cop has a Gucci jacket? It. But you know, I don't like what they're doing to Olivia. The way, like, they had this whole little four or five part episode series to where she had an issue with, like, uh, Black Lives Matter. She got caught up right. in a couple of cases like that. Right. Oh, I missed and, that, but I heard of it. Yeah, her job was on the line, but now they have uh, a black chief who, he, he, uh, he's pretty cool. But yeah, I don't like the way it's going. And I feel like they're putting all their energy into organized crime because it is the shit. It's well, really I tell you good. what, that sexual tension between Olivia and Elliot still there, still as hot and thick as I imagined Detective Stable. <laughs> wow. Wow. Did she give us another drop? I think so. Jeez. <laughs> Well, I know this isn't an SVU podcast. We could have one of them. We could keep talking, but I'm not going to ruin anything about that sexual tension, but oh, some stuff's going to happen. In like episode three, we both kind of perked up and we're like, oh my, oh my God. Oh my and God. And then the last episode, he said the three letter words. Three words. Close enough. 
Well, I saw his wife died too, and like that. Adds a whole, okay, we gotta we gotta okay, get back yeah. into it. <laughs> it's great. But it's better than what y'all tried to get me to watch today. <laughs> y'all try to get me on some bullshit. Oh my god. Go ahead, Bruce. Okay, well, I have spent the weekend on Instagram because I have a lot of work to do, so I did that instead. Um, and we drafted our Bravo Dream Teams last week right on time because yesterday the cast of the Real Housewives All-Stars all headed to Turks and Caicos to film that series and I'm so excited. So yeah, here are the We have a Housewives All-Stars Desmond. Yes. Like like a real show? Yes. Get the here. hold up, hold up. We just did this last week. We're I know. Kidding. I know. Yes. Yes. They this? Well, they announced it's it like it's it, been in the works. We didn't know that. I didn't know uh, that. It, it's been like rumored that it was happening and then it was for sure happening. But we I didn't know they were going to like leave this week to go start filming. They go spend two weeks in the Turks and Caicos. Is that the madam? No. no. Oh. No. Oh, 4LW. Good to see her in the beginning. Yeah. Melissa Gorga is going to be yeah. there. She's going with Teresa. We have who else? Kenya? Yes. Kenya's going to be the bathing suit all season? <laughs> yes, I'm here for it. Okay, Teresa Judis. Um, and then, uh, oh girl, I like her. We'll get Ramona? No, the one in the middle. We'll get in her. Cynthia. Cynthia. I like it. We have Ramona and Kyle, right? Yeah, Ramona's also, you'll meet Ramona next week when Real Housewives of New York premieres. She's the blonde one. And then Kyle is the brunette over here, I think. And she, yeah. She is a real house as a Beverly Hills, so you'll meet her in a few weeks too. Oh, this is the one you sent me in the group chat. Um, Kyle. Kyle. Did y'all did y'all send me a picture of her in the group chat? That's Ramona. Ramona? Maybe. Shit, I'm going off topic. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there's a lot going on in our group chat. <laughs> um, but I thought that was like really sweet timing. I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited. Bring the ladies, take them on vacation. You know what? Kenya is going to shut Ramona down. I bet it. I, I can't wait for it. Ramona, I can't wait for you to meet Ramona. She's on Ebony K. Williams's season. And she is, uh, she's, I mean, first of all, she's like 65. Um, and a Trumper. Yeah. And yeah. All right. All <laughs> right. We admit that the pandemic was a hoax, kind of. And then got COVID, I think. And then got COVID. <laughs> like spent her time down in Florida just yucking it up in the first few months of COVID. Because, you know, New York was shut down and she didn't have time for that. So yeah. did she get COVID? Did I make that up? She did get COVID. That's what I thought. She did get COVID. So, um, so I mean, fun. I'm not going to shame anyone. I had COVID. So. Yes. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, all right. Well, Desmond, you um, inferred what we asked you to watch this week and i will say that you kind of picked it because we brought it up last week we said something about top chef and you were like yeah cooking show yeah we tried to work in a vein of your interests right you love to cook we thought like if we could maybe have one of the oh top chef premiered last couple weeks like maybe if we can draw off some of your attention but i think all three of us got into it I mean, I, I mean, yeah, we, no. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> none of us. I think we're so used to the drama of the rest of Bravo that, I don't know, I've always wanted to be a judge on Top Chef, so I can't eat on it. But, okay. so we'll pick up a little bit on some of our thoughts, I think, on Top Chef, the, Chef this week. I have, like, one thought. Okay. Do we? we? We have thoughts on this shit? All right. Well, we stepped outside of the shade, I mean, the outside of the shelter of our shady tree. Yes. And we'll talk a little bit about it. We also have a lot of thoughts on the Atlanta finale and Drew's basically, in my opinion, whack ass gift, as well as 
a little catch up on some New Jersey and our summer house finale. Yeah. Summer's coming to an end. I got some shit to say. <laughs> Ooh, it's, a little, it's a little recap of Bravo this week. I'm excited, ladies. All right. Well, let's get into it next on Tea Time. Welcome back. It is officially tea time. What are we sipping on? Well, we're going to get into Top Chef off the bat. <laughs> we, tried. we tried to expand our Bravo palette, pun intended, and it did not go as according to plan. It was kind of like Married to Medicine. We tried. We gave it our shot. Yeah, but this was much worse than Married to Medicine. Okay, I, I love food. <laughs> I love to cook. So I get some level of enjoyment. I watched early seasons of Top Chef, too. So, like, I kind of knew what we were getting into. Um, but and I had hoped that we had, like, sprung a well of interest in our boy. But alas, no. Nope. I tried it. It was ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as they would say, it was a filet mignon of ass. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't watch that. I remember watching it and um, thinking to myself, you know what? Maybe I don't like it because I don't cook. Like, I get bored cooking. So maybe this is why I'm not enjoying watching people cook. Okay. Now, the stress of a competition, it, there's a, it's okay to me. Um, but it, not enough for me to just. Do like, you like any food competition shows? Like no. you watch Iron Chef or Chopped no. or anything like that? No. Do you, Desmond? No. Okay. And you know what? It takes all the fun out of cooking. When you get in the kitchen, it's just you create something, not, not under a time limit. Like these people had to create gourmet meals in thirty minutes. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. I highly recommend watching Nailed It though, if you haven't on Netflix. It's a baking fail show that is phenomenal. But I even tried to. This is not Top Chef, but I even tried the Great British Baking Show because people were losing their minds about it, and I cannot. I just cooking shows are not for me. See, I would love to be a judge on a cooking show. That would be my jam. It still confounds me how Padma Lakshmi. After like 27 th- seasons of Top Chef has like remained as fit and beautiful. I would be the size of a house if I, re- I was a judge on I, Top Chef. I remember thinking like, is she a goddess? <laughs> she literally <laughs> looks like a goddess. She's a beautiful she's person. Stunning. She's she's like stun- one of those just stunning beauties. Yes. You know? so, Who are we talking about? One of the ju- the, the main like judges. host. On, yeah, on Top Chef. Did I see her? You yeah. had to have. Mm, she's all right then. Oh, I think I, I think I know who we're talking about. You should have had Malakshmi. Well, like like marriage medicine, we tried to pluck a few highlights out that we appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about the great representation of of female women and and like black female women, female women. <laughs> On um, on married to medicine, and I think in general we're seeing this kind of um, whether it's a directive from on high or something, but like this this flood of diversity inclusion on Bravo, and that definitely even has spread to Top Chef, where yeah. they focused the first episode on Pan Asian cuisine. Um, normally, I'll speak from experience. They focus on like very Eurocentric or Asian centric cuisines, be it Italian or French cuisine or, you know, Japanese. Like those are kind of always heralded as the fine dining and the fine cuisine. And so they focused on um, pan, pan African. So more so like everything from 
Jamaica and the Caribbean islands over to West Africa. And um, I mean, there was some good food, good looking food on there, but I guess it just lacked the drama. I don't remember the food, but I remember. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You. But I I know. But I remember specifically that episode where they were focused on Pan-African cuisine. A couple of the cooks, the black cooks were like. I like we're getting emotional because they were like, finally, like I'm able to like show people why this is good and why this is important. And um, they were just getting like emotional about being like recognized. And that's just that's very real. And so that's that was a good thing that I took from Top Chef. Hmm. Yay, Top Chef. Well, um, there's. I'm not sure which episode I watched, but I did attempt to take notes before I turned it off. <laughs> uh, so there were a few dishes I do want to shout out. Okay. I saw a sweet potato hash with preserved lemon. Um, it says Creek. So obviously it was um, Siri fix that for me. But whatever oh. it was, that shit sounded good. Okay. I think I remember. Was that the breakfast challenge? The breakfast one. Yeah. That one was good. Um, so shout out to these two black uh black men chefs on there chris and nelson so chris he made uh, over medium eggs with cheddar and black garlic hash which sounded amazing and nelson made a potato hash with cheddar ground beef and pork both sound delightful chris ended up winning nice go chris (laughs) shout out to you chris yay well We tried with Top Chef, and I'll probably watch it again at some point, but I don't know how much, unfortunately, time will focus to it. Don't bring that here. Sorry. We tried to <laughs> expand. We did. Well. We did. But let's bring it home to our city of Atlanta. A-T-L. It was the finale, and it was Christmas time, so we were at Cynthia's house at Lake Bailey for Friends Lake Miss. Bailey on the Hill. Forget the ex- oh, they're, they're looking for a Lake Bailey on the hill. No, that's what they call their home. There's a placard outside that says Mike and Cynthia's Lake Bailey on a hill. Oh, that's weird because it's not on a hill. It is ish on a hill Stalkers. at the bottom of it. Well, I'm gonna get my invite. I know that. Okay, I'm gonna get my invite to the hill. So during the finale, they had like a white elephant party, and mm. the parameters were that you had to bring a, a a wrapped gift, but like not put your name on it or whatever. And there was a thousand dollar. the The gift needed to be a thousand dollars. I mean, the dream. I right? <laughs> I hope that this podcast takes off so that we can have a thousand dollar limit on our white elephant gifts. But good for them. (laughs) Me too. So like people brought Chanel accessories. I think Shamia brought in like a a brooch and a scarf. Yes. Um, There's an iPhone. There was. Yes. Candy brought uh, the new iPhone, which that was baller. Yo, can we shout out how good Candy looked this episode? You were so happy. I was. She had them tatas away. I really we will get into it, but I fucked her candy this episode. Her her outfit was. It was appropriate. Appropriate. And then they flash forward to the reunion for next week. Looking like a fucking cat. Candy's not even the <laughs> oldest out of yeah. this group. Yeah. Why did she? Why she do that? What do you mean? Why she dress like that? She wants to. Confident in her yeah. body and let that woman do it. Do what she wants. Good for her. But yes. I like, don't too. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so she may be considered an auntie in this group. 
Cynthia, um, she, this was kind of funny to me. So Cynthia gifted whoever some Tiffany's jewelry. Yeah. And everyone like poo pooed on it. They were like, it was oh. like beads. It wasn't even like a, like a, it was, <laughs> she was like, it looked like, I mean, it was from Tiffany's, but they were just like, it was kind of ugly jewelry. <laughs> okay. Fair enough, I guess. And then Drew comes in. You, you didn't even mention what Portia had to say about that. What did she say? She was like, anybody could set the price. Oh, <laughs> you know, she is so messy. <laughs> yes, oh, that is. was about the, the earrings. Yeah. Because so Kenya yeah. brought diamond earrings in. Oh my diamond God. studs. Well, while this, I mean, there was Gucci on the table. There was a hun- there was a G in cash on the table. And Drew had the audacity, in my opinion, to bring in her used wig. In a cat box. In a cat box. A boom box for, that I probably had in my room when I was in the second grade and a cassette tape could, so that she could call out LaToya for behavior that's not even, I guess, seemingly that appropriate, inappropriate. And what was funny to me, too, was that after... Well, first of all, when all of that was happening, none of the women were having it. They were like, this isn't funny. We all spent $1,000 or more. Why Why is this happening right I would now? be living. Yeah, this isn't a gag gift situation. Like, And Portia kept saying, where's the real gift? Like, yeah. do, do you have the actual $1,000 though? Yeah. Um, and, but even, so there was that. And then when the, when the tape was playing and it was saying that Profit Lot was, you know, that he liked LaToya, that in the past he had cheated on someone at some time. All the women were like, this doesn't prove anything. Why are we still talking about this? And Drew was not like hearing any of it. She still was very confident in like, or adamant rather in, in her position there. Like she felt like she was doing nothing wrong. And she kept saying, she kept yelling at Kenya about causing drama when Kenya just sat her butt on the couch and was like, this is lame. This is stupid. And she just kept leaning into it, leaning further and further into it. It made no sense to me. I would be livid if yeah. I had spent a thousand dollars and I ended up with her old ass. Wig. <laughs> yes. I don't know which one of you two said it, but when Latoya came in and even when um, Kenya was dragging her out, um, you both, one of you mentioned like, is she drunk? Cause she seems like not, Oh, Latoya? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was all over the place. <laughs> she showed up late because she was getting litty with some, maybe even with Profit Lot. Who knows? Right. And then, I mean, as Candy pointed out, I think it's unbelievably sketchy that Drew had her assistant record. Drew had her assistant drive Profit Lot somewhere. And in that exchange... Uh, her assistant recorded a conversation where he's ultimately trying to pull oh, that's where some that level of salacious or scandalous information out of him. And then they put it on a cassette tape. <laughs> what era are we in that she had to present this evidence? We all have phones. That's probably how it was recorded. Do you remember when you were younger and you were, uh, I don't know if anybody else did this, but I would record songs from the radio onto a cassette tape. I did not do this. You no. did not. Did you ever do this? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it's her first season and she probably hasn't gotten her bag yet. And so I'm not going to entirely shame her for maybe not having the means to like throw a thousand dollars around. But come on. She I mean, also said, I don't know if it's true or not, but she said like, no, there are a thousand dollar worth of hair bundles in there. And I made this hundred dollar donation to the Humane Society. So she was like 
trying to say that she had spent a thousand dollars in some way, but it was lame. Drew Shade was lame. It was 1995 lame. I'm not here for it at all. I would love a Real Housewives of Atlanta cast shakeup. I would like for some women to go and for some women to return. Tell us. Give us your thoughts. Who are you, well, well, who are you kicking? Well, Cynthia can go chill with Mike somewhere else. Chill, chill, <laughs> chill. You want to keep her on the show? Hell yeah. I like Cynthia Fanez. That's why. That's it. She doesn't really <laughs> offer much. Okay. Let her stand there and be pretty. Hold that beat. That's how she's stayed on for the last six seasons. And we'll take it. Oh, my God. She can go. Um, LaToya, I don't need her to be a friend at all. She can run away with profit law for all I care. I would. This could be triggering. I would love for Nene to come back. I want Phaedra to come back. Phaedra would bring a lot of drama, I feel. And I'm down for that as well. I think Nene is like... I don't know that Nini would ever come back. I don't know if she would, especially because now she's like, when she left, she was saying that Bravo's racist and like, that's why. And she's, she carries like a level of bombasticness that sometimes is too much. You know, know what I mean? It's too much. <laughs> she yanked a cameraman to the ground <laughs> when he was trying to go into her closet. I don't know if Fire. she's invited back. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. She, she didn't did. want people to go into her closet for whatever reason. Did she tell him that? Uh, yeah. And yeah. they try to go in anyway? Yeah. I'll fuck with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, some fun Atlanta tea, and this is like real small world stuff, but Fallon, one of the friends of this season, her she is divorcing her husband, Simon. Um, and uh, Simon got on Instagram live the other day to say that the reason they were divorcing was because she cheated. And I don't know if anyone else was just not shocked like me, if that is true. Um, not at all. Yeah. Not even in the slightest. So, but the small world part of this is, uh, that Fallon's ex-husband is my mother's friend's ex-husband. Wow. Look at that six degrees. I know. I didn't know this until like halfway into the season, but I was like, what are the odds? That's fine. (laughs) I wish I could say I've met him, but I have not. Mm. Well, Fallon was on for like 2.2 seconds, but she felt the need to like issue a massive statement about it. It's like, girl, we don't know who you are. We don't care why you are leaving your husband. Yeah, it's it's a little strange and weird. I'm wondering if we could just hop into Summer House now. (laughs) All right. Um, your favorite <laughs> it is my favorite and it's i am excited about it because this is one show that desmond has started all and ended like all the way through he's got feelings about um a lot of i want to say characters but the people on the show no they're characters okay sure. yeah so in the finale this past week um the one thing that you know sticks out in my mind is they had there's a theme every week right they have like a little weekend whatever and it was a wedding theme since Kyle and Amanda keep having to postpone their wedding because of COVID. And one question that I had personally was like, during this episode, Kyle asks Carl to be his co-best man. And Amanda asks Paige to be a bridesmaid. And I'm wondering, I don't know. I feel like if your wedding keeps getting postponed, wouldn't they have those people already? I don't know. Okay. I don't know how that works. And it's, I mean, maybe those people already knew that they were going to be a part of it, but here we are needing to record a show. That's true. The tears looked real. The tears. 
you know, booze will do that. That's true. Booze You're right. will do that. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure, I mean, I'll say Amanda looked gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She looked very pretty. Did she? I thought she did. Let's talk about it. She wasn't even the best dress at her fake wedding. <laughs> Who was? Paige. Paige always has the best dress. No, like even, not even her looks. That dress that she had on, mm-hmm. fire. Looked like some Katniss type shit. Katniss. Katniss. It looks like the Katniss. shit she wore to the, um, to the, uh, to the motherfucking, um, what they call it? The Capitol. Yeah. Yeah. She looked good. Paige, I mean. Well, she's a fashion blogger or like influencer or whatever they're called now. <laughs> um, fashion VJ. Yes. Um, anyway, so of course she's going to look great, but. Yeah, I thought Amanda looked good. Uh, Hannah seems pissed, but I don't understand why, girl. You've been mean to everybody all season long. So yeah. how are you going to be upset about not being? First of all, you weren't invited to the wedding. Let's, I know. You got disinvited. It. Let's talk about this. Well, hit us with your thoughts. Please go talk. I'm becoming a Hannah fan. Okay. We I'm becoming a Hannah fan. The corner. Let's talk about this, y'all. Um, first of all, the way she held it down and just stood there at this fake ass wedding that she wasn't even invited to, I felt took like a lot of balls because number one, I really don't like Kyle. I don't like Amanda. I think they're fake as shit, but I like the way Hannah's been handling herself these past couple episodes, like with her relationship with Desmond, (laughs) as I'll call him. Yeah. I would say we're not sure. His 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 name's Desmond. (laughs) Uh, but I'm, I don't know. I think, I think I'm starting like him. Okay. So why else? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I like her. I think I'm starting like everybody. Okay. Okay. So what except you're for, saying. For, um, that couple. So what you're saying is that you like Summer House. Why y'all trying to trap me? I'm just uh, saying. Uh, why y'all trying to trap have me? something on Bravo. So you agree you like Summer House. <laughs> why? What's next? What are we talking about? <laughs> well, in this finale episode, some of the couples are still there, the visiting ones. So Stravi has returned, right? He go. His hair <laughs> disturbed me on such a level. He keeps it. He's one of those people that keeps it in a ponytail so often that the front of it just never leaves ponytail status. <laughs> and it just stays like that. And then the rest of the whole hair folds around it like a butt cut. It's Awful. A, a what? But <laughs> yes. Yikes. Well, I'm not a fan of his broke ass. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I think I he can go. Well, he almost left again, and then Danielle was a superhero and literally like hid his suitcase. I love Danielle. No. Um. Who's the girl who dumped him? Lindsay. Lindsay. I like Lindsay. Yeah. I really like Lindsay. Man, leave leave him. She did, Shit. thankfully, or yeah. I'm assuming. I mean, they're not together anymore, so. I love that. And I think that Danielle did it for no other reason so that she didn't have to deal with drunk Lindsay being super, 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 super upset. Mm-hmm. Was she just picks up his suitcase and takes it into her room is like, no, you're not leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do that. She's a real one. She is. They are. I keep Robert around. He is a chef. I did not mm-hmm. realize that. I didn't realize that either until... He started making all that great food. See, I missed that because I don't pay attention to the food part, the making of the food part. Oh, my God. I know. But when I was doing my Instagram Ming this weekend, I noticed that because I also noticed that Danielle and Robert are still together, which is adorable. And they just moved in together. Oh, yay. Yes. It's real cute. But through that, I realized he was a chef. Okay. Can we talk about Lindsay stringing this little motherfucker along? She is doing that. uh, So at the end of the episode, she ended up by saying, well, you know, 
I really want you to be around. You know, I'm glad you didn't leave. But I don't think we're ready to move in together. So let's just see what happens to get back to the city. And I guess his dumbass is going to try to do it, too. Like, yeah. this is it's, it's so messy. I think, you know what? Like, also, she's got to keep him around a bit for the storyline. And, like, they can just stay in the house. And then by the time they leave that house, at the end of six weeks, she can kick him to the curb. You know? I, f- I feel like her sh- her personality is strong enough to carry to carry a storyline on her own, though, like the way Sierra does. I think so, too. That Well, I hope that we get more of Sierra in Winter House because they did have like a preview. Is she on Winter end. House? She is. What's Winter House? This is the like the so the way that Real Housewives are doing like an all stars couple of like little mini season. They are taking people from Summer House and people from Southern Charm and putting them in a house for like a little mini season and they're and calling it winter it house to probably somewhere wintry where they can hang out in hot tubs and have i seen um summer house what have we talked about this this is what we're talking about no the other one southern charm yeah have i seen that uh a little bit it's um yeah it's with madison Lacroix and austin and oh uh drink water yeah okay P- pull up pictures i got some <laughs> I don't She's remember. She's the one that had like the alleged illicit relationship with A-Rod. Yeah. yeah. Oh, her. Yeah. Okay. So we talked a little bit. I don't know that you've watched a whole lot of Southern Charm or Sweet Heat you have as been. you've referenced it in the past. Okay. Well, I'll watch it um, for Summer House people. Yeah. Winter House. Yeah. Winter House. Winter House seems cool. I think it'll be. Do we good. know where they're going yet? Um, I Everything I see says that they're in like Vermont. Okay. Yeah. Make a syrup up there. I mean, I don't know. Um, but I'm excited. I know that Kyle and Amanda are going your faves. Why? Fuck, I'm not watching that. <laughs> yes, you are. No. They've got to pr- promote their seltzer water. Because oh. you're also going to watch because Paige is going. You love her fashion. All right, give me somebody else. All right. You're going to go because Lindsay is going. Hubhouse. Okay, damn. All right, I'll watch. You're going to watch because your girl, Sierra. Oh, I'm definitely watching. Yes, you are. And then the Southern Charm people is Craig. He's a, I mean, I guess he's not a bum anymore because he opened up his own law firm, but I would not (laughs) allow him to. I'm sorry, opened up his own law firm? I forgot about that. Yeah. One of his many talents. Right, exactly. Pillows and law. Austin is another one. He's the one who was dating Madison. He's a twat. There's nothing. You think? There's nothing yeah. thrilling about Austin. I don't like the way he was dressing that picture. I don't know. Mm, no, thanks. I know. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Luke is going also. Oh, fire. Let's go. <laughs> I forgot how much you love Luke. Oh, this is <laughs> yeah, going to be good. You um, yeah, so there's that. I think that is it. I take Luke never a strong hand along, but go ahead. Yes, he did string her along. Okay. I'm going to say that we've discussed this at length <laughs> and we know how green I feel about the Luke Hannah dynamic. She is no doubt a loon. We can all settle on that. Yeah. But he did pluck at that loon's harp string. Often. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Often. Ew. Yo, but you know, I do have to clean up some Hannah hot takes because I found out she's a podcaster and we might have to get her off. Okay, so. I do. After all this shit talking, we've been. I just said I was a fan today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I send like her, her character. We'll send her this episode <laughs> yeah. for sure. Well, I guess we'll just see how this all shakes out in the winter wonderland of Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait! Can't wait! Uh, well, we caught up a little bit on New Jersey this week too. I mean, 
not a whole lot to catch up on with the ladies. Margaret's book is, I think that was the focal point of a lot of uh, this week's episode. She took the ladies out on her ghostwriter's yacht, who also happened to be Teresa's ghostwriter. It's like the women of New Jersey have just one ghostwriting contact and like they all in, use it. Yeah, this like incestual writer situation. Well, good for her. <laughs> she's got enough money to have a yacht. Exactly. So go them. Uh, um, one of the things that happened on that yacht that I wish that we had had Desmond watch was when Margaret was reading part of her book and Jennifer starts apologizing to her. Because Margaret had let the ladies know that, like, in the past, she had slept with one of her bosses because she felt like she had to. And um, not in, like, a get ahead and work, but just, like... She just felt very pressured in yeah. the situation. The man made her feel very pressured yeah. to, like, engage. Yeah. And so uh, Jennifer used that to, like, slut shame her later. And so when Margaret reads about this part, I think, in her book, Jennifer kind of says, like, oh, I, I'm seeing it differently now. And I, like, I'm sorry that I you know, said the things that I said before. And then Margaret basically doesn't accept the apology. It was this weird like circle that I think that you would have really loved. And now I wish we would have made him watch it because it was crazy because I I don't love Jennifer all the time. But as she was apologizing, I was like, well, this is good. This is nice. And then Margaret was like, no. And yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I had the exact same thought. I was like, you know what? I normally don't like Jennifer, but like, I think she's being very self-aware. She's being, you know, uh, apologizing appropriately. She's like, look, I did not. I, I heard this differently when you said it the first time. And uh, Margaret jumps down her throat and was like, well, maybe you have a processing problem. Yeah. And it's like, well, OK, she's still trying to apologize to you. Yeah. At the end of it. Margaret like slows her roll, eases up a little bit, and they both recognize that, you know, okay, I'm sorry. It was a bit of a miscommunication and a misunderstanding. Um, but I don't know. I guess I would, I'm assuming Margaret is probably pretty sensitive to the situation in general. She's also putting that out there for the world to hear. Um, and she feels like she's being judged on it, like right out the gate. And she and Jennifer clash a lot anyway. Right. So I have to imagine no matter what that other person is saying to you, you're probably like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> like, you know, whatever it is, like there's just this yeah. defensive energy. And I think that she leaned in with that. And then when she realized, oh, no, this woman's actually trying to apologize to me, I'll take a step back and accept your apology yeah. now. Because you're right at first. She was like, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah. I thought a little bit too about like whenever we talk about fights on these shows and Desmond's like that wouldn't happen for me and or any man um, they would just fight and and like physically fight and and move on with it but that's not what happened here no no these women uh, they gotta they gotta get it out verbally for like many episodes in a row mm-hmm. Luke and Kyle need to fight Luke and Kyle yep back on that summer house sorry that's what I was thinking about but, go but ahead. yeah. I agree, rather than that little dosy dough they did in the front yard. <laughs> well, I know we touched on this. I kicked this to you guys at the very end of last week's podcast. Um, we finally hear Teresa say, yes, I have a boyfriend. As she'd been kind of making, forcing uh, Melissa to kind of lie and dodge about it and didn't really want to tell people that she was dating anybody, but it's come out. And we know because... We're little nosy individuals on the internet that former girlfriends of this boyfriend, I believe he's a sex addict. So Teresa's pineapple is working overtime. Ah! 
Well, I did look a little bit into that because after you said that I had not, I was like, I this is brand new news to me. So I had to Google it a little bit. And this past weekend, um, Teresa threw him this really big birthday party and it was all over Instagram. Um, but yeah, word on the street is that he is insatiable in the bedroom and he's kind of an emotional, like he's an emotionally abusive narcissist about it. Why are you laughing? Yeah, I just always said that was funny. Go ahead. Okay. Um, well, she seems to be attracted to that type in general, right? Like Joe Giudice never let it uh, not be known that he was, he was always down to take it to pound town. I knew so, you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he never let on anything else. He really only cared about how the relationship and things were going on in the relationship that affected him. The only time he really ever seemed upset when Teresa was upset was that he then had to deal with the aftermath of Teresa being upset and not the actual fact that she was upset. Yeah. So um, she seems to have a type and it's, as you said, emotionally abusive narcissist. Yeah. Like the women that have come out about him are like an ex-girlfriend, an ex-wife. And apparently what they've said is like they would they would have sex like four times in a day and then the fifth time if they were like you know i need a break he would like take that out on them later like ignore them or like be mean to them later or like uh convince them that his essentially his attitude was their fault because they were like rejecting him um and they both kind of corroborated that story for each other but teresa is saying she doesn't care about any of that They've been together for about a year, which I didn't realize it had been that long. Um, and she seems very happy. She's hinting at marriage. So I don't know. We'll see. If she's got the stamina of a racehorse <laughs> and he's got the stamina of a racehorse, more power to him. Yeah. You got any thoughts? Um, no, I didn't. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I'm <laughs> I can't say too much. <laughs> I'm doing a pod with my wife. I can't talk about this type of shit. You know what I, mean? I can't get into our sex life, but um, that's true. Unless you want me to, I talk about it right now. Good, I, I'll, fine. I'll give her some advice. What? I'll give her some advice. You got advice for Teresa? <laughs> ah, I wish. But go. Let's go. <laughs> I think it's like, I don't know what he's going to say. And so, <laughs> uh, this got awkward. Mm. Well. Don't wait. cut this shit out either. Mm. <laughs> the podcast editor, don't, don't cut me up. Okay. Well, my heart did start to break for Teresa a little bit this week when they were at the mom's brunch and she was there and, you know, all the other ladies are there with their mothers and she unfortunately you know lost her mother in the last year and and i you could kind of see that before she walked into the house that she was super anxious and i would be the exact same way i could not imagine having to be in that situation where you're celebrating all the mothers together and you had lost yours and like that would be heartbreaking so my heart did go out to her in that but i i will say you're right we we had a breakout star there yeah a little olivia aiden jennifer's young i think it's her youngest daughter she comes, she struts out in this, in these like wedges and this little dress. She sits down with the ladies. She crosses her legs and they say, oh my God, you look so cute. Look at those shoes. And she goes, thanks, Michael Kors. She's six. She has her mother's <laughs> um, sensibility when oh, it comes man. to talking about money and yeah. things. So it makes sense. Yes. She's a little mini Jennifer for sure. 
You know who also I actually really enjoyed? Um, I we, we spent a lot of time with like Jennifer and her family this week. I feel like she's at home with the kids doing at homeschooling. Her daughter, Gabriella, like they sit upstairs and have kind of a mature conversation. Is that the older one? The older one. Yeah. They have a conversation about um, what's going on with her grandparents and kind of the realities of their marriage and being an arranged marriage and why they want to live separately and why they want out of it. And she just has a very kind of mature sensibility about her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I am starting to enjoy Jennifer a little bit more because of her children. Yeah. She was like, she was tough to just handle at all in previous seasons. Is this her second or third season? Uh, third? Third season, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. And I'm wondering, it might have been another podcast I was listening to, to be honest, but um, some I heard somewhere that like Dr. Aiden is more around, it seems like. And I wonder if that's because he like saw himself on TV or maybe he's just making time for himself. I don't know. More family time is making Jennifer more likable. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. For sure. And I'm sure his uh, practice is taking off like gangbusters now. Right. He's got his like walking advertisement all over the place. Yes, for sure. He... I don't know if he did it, but his wife got plastic surgery at his practice. So that's helpful. I don't know who we're talking about, but that is. I love a good discount. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was creaking and I just like was trying to stay still. Yeah, I know what the fuck y'all talking about. Yeah. Aiden, Jennifer, Bookland, all of them. (laughs) Bookland. Oh, we never mentioned Brooklyn. Yeah, that's all right. Well, it has been quite the week in Bravo TV. We tried Top Chef. We did. It didn't work. Put that in the category, I guess, of no-goes. Yeah, but uh, everything else has been legit. It's nice to, like, put a kibosh on some of the seasons and get ready and, like, revved up for, for future season premieres. I'm super psyched. I know next week we're looking at New York. Yes. We cannot wait for that. Yes. That is, I think, Bree and I's probably one of our mutual favorites mm-hmm. has always been, has been uh, New York. I We've got a new housewife that I think is going to bring a lot of life to a cast that needed a new breath of life. Mm-hmm. And then we've got, what, we've got Beverly Hills shortly thereafter. Yeah, there's a lot coming up in Shots of Sunset. Oh. I know. These next few weeks and couple months are going to be fantastic. I can't wait to dig in. Yes. I cannot wait to dig in. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we can put a cap on uh, on our recap this week and we will jump into we've got another St. Andy Award this week. So we'll we'll award that one next. We are back with the St. Andy Award. All right. Well, this week's St. Andy Award, we decided, I think, was an epically embarrassing moment for all of us. But it goes to Melissa Gorga's extremely excruciating sex talk with her daughter on national television. Attempt at a sex talk with her daughter on national television. Attempt at. (laughs) That's a better way to put it. Yeah. Oh, she did lock herself in the bathroom at the end of it. I mean, I don't think that it was helpful that it was on camera. That's the worst. For Antonia. Yeah, of course. But, I mean, props to Melissa for knowing that that's something that she needs to do, that she needs to talk about with her kid. 
you know, open up those lines of communication, however small those lines are. And yeah, for the attempt, this is your award. Go, Melissa Gorga, go. You tried. I was given a book. Oh, I got a book too. I got an American girl, like, your body is changing. (laughs) (laughs) I read about it. And then I'm pretty sure my father gave me some mini tiny version of a sex talk, which was very awkward at the dinner table. At the dinner table? It was just me and my dad. It was just me and my dad at the dinner table. And I was like, I can I go upstairs now? <laughs> so it was like a, a minor version of the of what of what Melissa and, then and I got Antonia a book did. like the next day or week or something. That's adorable. I had a book too. I remember we were sitting on the couch and it was a book with like illustrations and yeah, and we went I was through like, that. Oh my god, boom! Yeah, in a book. It was a whole thing. What was your sex talk like? Did you have one? No, they just told me don't get anybody pregnant. Fair. I mean, there. That's a that's talk. A, that's a talk. I thought that was simple. How do you feel like Melissa's? She tried. That'd be me trying to give a sex talk to a kid. I, like, how do you do that? How do you explain that? The conversation is going to be awkward because it's an awkward thing. Right. Ugh. Do you remember losing your virginity? What? Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. (laughs) Y'all can see how big her eyes just got. Oh my gosh. Small eyes. My favorite line, we both talked about this. You've got big boobs. Yeah. You're going to want to touch them. You got to learn to protect yourself. (laughs) There are STDs. Um, Yeah, just yelling at your child. That could work too. It's at least memorable, right? Like Antonia will always know. Oh yeah, I was locked in the bathroom in my mom's store while we were filming her TV show and she was talking to me about my boobs. Unbelievable. It's wonderful. Well, thank you, Melissa Gorga, for that moment in reality TV history. We're sorry, Antonia, that it was at your expense, (laughs) but she made some good points and we'll reiterate don't let a boy touch your boobs unless he's earned the right to touch your boobs. They're your boobs. They're your boobs. Boobs. Oh, man. Well, yeah. Thank you, Antonia. And thank you, everyone, for listening this week. Um, we're really excited for next week because, like LP said a little bit earlier, the Real Housewives of New York Oh, season premiere happens next week. And we're really excited about that. And we're inviting some guests for tea time to talk the premiere of Roni, as LP would refer to it. As Amerigo would refer to it. You right, you right. And with any luck, Rody too. Oh, Can't wait for that one to catch up. She's on. trying to make it happen, to make Fetch happen. <laughs> uh, well, in the meantime, connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at Boy Meets Bravo. There is a link to our social media pages in the show notes. Uh, We are a Creative Geniuses Network podcast, so make sure you check out creativegeniusesnetwork.com or follow at Creative Geniuses Network for a lot more content. We've got a couple new podcasts on the network dropping soon, so go ahead and check that out. We are Boy Meets Bravo, and we'll see you next week. Bitches. Night. (laughs) (laughs) That's one. Good night. Oh, my God.